Hello, everyone. It's your favorite homeboy, Zach Iconic Thomas. Welcome into So Far, So Hood, the place for those who are misunderstood, baby. This is your home. Kick your feet up. Let's talk about some things and let's spill some tea. Well, 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 welcome into a special episode of So Far, So Hood. And I wanted to do this bonus episode because Drag Race has been popping off. All right. Drag Race has been popping off. So, you know, I'm going to do this review of Drag Race UK versus the world. Episode one. Also, we're going to be reviewing episode five of season 14. So, yeah, we have a lot to talk about. But before we get into our episodes, I'm your host, Zach Iconic Thomas. You can follow me on Instagram at Zach underscore Iconic underscore Thomas. Also, you can follow the show Instagram at So Far So Hood Show, where I post all the side content like podcast of the week and all that cool stuff. So, yeah, go follow it. Now, we have a lot to discuss when it comes to Drag Race UK versus the world. That's how we're going to open this episode up and we're going to dive right in. Now, we have a main stage entrance. I guess this this might be the only time they're doing it, but child, that's the first thing we're going to talk about. So let's get into it. So our beautiful cast of nine international queens get to enter on the main stage, which was everything, by the way. I like that. I like that because like I said on my TikTok, they had main stage outfits. Most of them did. Most of them did. So let's go through them one by one. Now we have Bag of Chips. Bag of Chips comes in here and um, is this Princess Diana? Oh, please don't let me be wrong because I don't know, y'all. When I tell you I don't know, I believe this is Princess Diana. Yeah, but this is okay. Like this look is okay. I liked it. After Baga, we get Blue Hydrangea. And Blue, she comes in, and this is a lot, all right? It's um, very loud, a lot of neon colors, and it's okay. Like, it's okay. I don't mind it. It was okay, look. After Blue, then we have Cheryl Hole, who enters the building. And, nah. <laughs> I'm sorry, Cheryl. I love Cheryl, but this look, I don't, I don't understand why. Like, I guess it was, it's always good to come, like, ready to lip sync or to dress comfortably because at the end of the day, you really are just entering the the workroom slash main stage. So, I mean, I guess it was okay. But her entrance line, um, I believe it was something along the lines of another season of me doing mediocre. Why would you say that? Why would you say that? I understand it's our punch. It's our punchline from last season and everything. But girl, why would you say that? No, <laughs> please. After Cheryl, we get Janie Jackay from Holland season one. And Janie Jackay is somebody who is very, very talented. She is very talented. So I'm excited to see what she's going to be doing throughout the season. Hopefully she stays long because this episode, girl, we're going to talk about it later. We're going to talk about it later. Janie comes in like this this blue bodysuit, and I love, love, love this material. Girl, material girl. Girl, I love this. It looks like just so stuck to her body. It was fitted so good. It was fitted great. I like this. I really do. After Janie Jack Gay, we get Jimbo, 
from Canada's Drag Race season one, one of my favorite seasons of all time. Jimbo comes in looking good as hell. This look I love. I love, I love it. The breasts are so big. The breasts are so right. And they are always so right with Jimbo. Like she brings it every single time. After Jimbo, we get Lemon from Canada's Drag Race season one. Uh, and Lemon, she loves a runway. Like she said, old girl loves a runway. And when she walks into the building, it just made me so happy. I fucking missed seeing Lemon on my TV screen. Like I really did miss seeing her. So getting to see her on this episode, uh, so many memories. After Lemon, we get Pangina Hills from Drag Race Thailand, who is a co-host of seasons one and two. Now she enters the building and you can tell that Pangina is a very dominant and powerful force. All right. You can see her glow like this. Oh, it's so good. No, Pangina, she already knows. She already knows she's everything and she's going to be competition. She's going to be big, big competition. Now we finally have our U.S. queens and we start with Mo Hart, who enters the building looking just, I don't know. There's not a word in the English language to, des- to describe how good she looks. That was irresponsible. That was irresponsible. There's no reason for you to look that good, Mo. Girl, was it, did you have to give it to them like that? Did you have to give them drag excellence like that? Girl, it was so good. It was oh so good. It was like the hair, the neon hair was what did it for me. This ribbon hair, girl, is so great. And on a side note, when Mo comes in, they immediately start um, asking. I believe it was Cheryl who was like, oh, you've done this before. So are you going to be winning this time? And Mo responds with, well, if your pussy was that good, you would have won the first time around. So, And it's honestly just Mo just gave back what she was receiving as far as energy. And, you know, Mo Hart is big competition and she's not here to play around. So us Americans were very competitive and that shows throughout this episode. And I like I liked how they played on that dynamic. However, not only do we have like an American in the building, it's an African-American. So it's a whole different story when it comes to our view of America and just how African-Americans view drag and how we're raised. Like, girl, you come at us, we're going to give you something snappy in return. It's just how it is. It's just how it is. And in the UK, that's just, as I see on the TV show, that's not how they banter back and forth. So, you know, it was a small little moment. After Mo, we have Juju B coming in in her promo look, I believe, from All Stars 5. Um, <sighs> Juju... Look, this is the thing about Juju. Juju. People always expect Juju B to come out and like this extravagant gourmet all the time. When at this point, we all know Juju B has established an aesthetic for herself. And let's just, it's an, it's an aesthetic. It's Juju B's drag. And I like this look. Like, it's not bad. Juju B looks good walking in. So after they all walk in, they see RuPaul. Descend from the rafters randomly, and RuPaul tells them the tea. Then they go back in the workroom and they get ready to de drag. Now, this is the very interesting part of the episode. You know, there's always workroom kikiing and all that. 
everybody, you know, like scoping everything out. And immediately, Mo starts, you know, doing, you know, just scoping out the competition. And she starts, <laughs> I love Mo Hart so much. And she starts, you know, pointing out the interest looks and which ones she didn't like and did not like. Now, this was obviously heard by Blue Hydrangea, who was one of the queens Mo was referring to. So this plays a very important, this is, a, this is an important piece in the puzzle later on, because I believe, this is my theory, Blue had to have heard that conversation and then was like, okay, let me go to Mo and bring up this time. I feel as if Mo was very, very rude to me. And let me bring it up in front of the cameras. I was like, oh, Blue, I see you. <laughs> I see you. I see what's going on here. And she approaches Mo and talks about a time where Mo was getting her dress lifted up by Blue and Mo didn't want the dress to hit the floor. So she started yelling at Blue. I'm pretty sure it was a small incident that Mo didn't even intend for it to be that way. But it was so weird how Blue randomly brought it up. And Mo's reaction, that <laughs> uh, cackle, uh, infinite cackle is what they gave me. So uh, honestly, that was one of the only parts in the workroom that was, you know, like a big part. There's other kiki about, you know, Canada's pageant drag. They talk about each other's seasons, all that. So now they're getting ready for the Royal Command performance, which is the variety show. And let's jump right into this. Also, RuPaul looks interesting on this runway. She looks very interesting. But let's jump into the um, performance halls. We have Lemon. Now, Lemon had a cute fucking song. This song was so cute. She just needed a little bit of chest pump. That's all. Girl, that's all. You just needed a little bit of, mm. you know what I'm talking about? Like a little bit of boom, boom. It just needed a little bit of pow, pow to it. And I believe that she could have been safe. Also, this was like, as the judges said, this was seen before. So when you're doing something like that, you really got to bring that pow pow to it. So this comes back to haunt Lemon later on in the episode. After Lemon, we have Mo Hart. There was something wrong with the fucking production in the building to where it's, <laughs> it sounded like there was three Mo Hart singing at the same time. I was like, what the hell? Like, she sounded like the damn, she sounded like the Spice Girls all in one. There was like five voices at once. Like, what the fuck was going on with production? So honestly, I tried to just put that to the side and just look at the performance for what was actually going on because that, all that layering that was going on, this was throughout everybody's performance. It, that shit drove me crazy. Honestly, Mo, she was safe. This was an okay performance. Like, y'all wanted the girls to sing live and that's what they gave y'all because for the season 14 fucking variety show, they were like, why don't y'all sing live? Well, they sung live, and you saw what the production was. I don't know what the hell. After Mom, we have Janie. No. No, Janie. No, Janie. Janie, no. What is this? Am I crazy, or did Janie stop lip-syncing just randomly throughout the song? I, I'm pretty sure I have lost my mind. I must have lost my mind. There's no way she stopped lip-syncing. Maybe, yeah. Somebody please DM me and tell me that I've lost my mind because um, that was concerning. This just was not it. This was not it. I'm sorry. Mm, no. mm. After this, we have Baga. 
Baggin, this was actually cute. Not a lot of people like this performance. However, I thought this was cute. She didn't even sound horrendous. It was nice, you know? I believe it was safe. You know, it wasn't that bad. After Baga, we have Jimbo. Yes, 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 yes. Every time I watch Jimbo's performance, it gets better every single time. I don't know if it's the college student in me, but I'm very analytical. And every single time I watch it, it's like it tells a story. So this was a clown act. Keep in mind, the purpose of this is to be the most entertaining. All right. At this point. And this was very entertaining. So Jimbo comes out as this alien white white creature, very American horror story-esque. And she has a talent lunchbox. She opens the lunchbox and it's empty. She stomps around angry, tries to open it again, and it's fucking empty. And then she bursts baloney out her coochie and starts throwing the baloney on her bodysuit. And it like gets stuck on her bodysuit. And it's just so entertaining. And she gets to throw a piece of bologna at Mama Roo. How iconic. How fucking iconic. And she puts the bologna in the, the talent lunchbox, walks to the back and says, talent, then walks back happily. Tell me that doesn't low-key give you a storyline. Bitch had nothing in her box. But at the end, she left. She left with her lunchbox full, okay? That somehow gives me some type of story arc. I don't know if um, I'm just looking at it too hard, but Jimbo, this is very entertaining. After Jimbo, we have Cheryl. This is okay. She did a lip sync performance and it was a little fun. She gave it. She gave it. This is okay. After Cheryl, we have Juju who sung an original song, I believe. And compared to, you know, I hate to compare, but compared to All Stars 5, it just is not as smooth as I would have liked it to have been. However, I believe Juju should have been saved. A lot of people say she should have been in the bottom. I believe she was safe. You know, the fucking production of the audio, man. Like, what the hell? What's going on? After Juju, we have Pangina. Oh, talent, talent, talent. Oh, you. Oh, Pangina. Girl. This is the importance of having pacing and peaks and just variations throughout your performance. You're not supposed to just go out there and give one note like the entire time. You're supposed to have different valleys and different, you know, arcs and stuff. And that's what Pangina's performance had. Like, it never got boring. It was always a moment to where you were like, okay, I am very interested. And Pangina can move, all right? Pangina also has body. By D. Now we close the show with blue. Blue, this is very cute. Like, <laughs> I love the color blue. It's my favorite color. So automatically, I was in love with this. And it was just so much fun. Like, the little cheerleading routine she did with the dolls in front. It was nice. It was nice. Now, this is not the, um, the best variety show of all time. However, looking back at it more and more, besides the audio problems, this is not that bad. Like, this was a pretty cute variety show. After the variety show, our run rate category is I'm a winner. So we start off with Lemon. Lemon has this cute-ass color on. Like, it's this hint of beige almost, I feel. But it was so 
like the tone of it. I love this. I really like this on Lemon. After Lemon, Mo Hart came out and did Drag Down. It was Drag Diggity Down. This was Drag Down. The green of it all. The green of it all. That's how you wear green. The the fabric that was just flowing behind her. Ah. Uh, ah. Uh, that was insane. Mo Hart. You don't have to give it to him like that. I'm telling you. I'm going to have to start holding her back. Because this is ridiculous. Janie comes out after Mo, And Janie looks cute. Like I like the beating of it. It looks high quality. And it's very fitted. Janie's fits, besides her talent show um, routine, was like, I don't, oh, she didn't have time to get her stuff fitted for the routine. That's what I'm hearing. Because her fit on her interest look and her fit on this is great. Like, bitch, this is fitted down. This is fitted down. After Janie, Baga comes out as an Oscar award. And it's, this is very, very okay. <laughs> this is very okay. It's, an, it's a cute idea. But, yeah, it could have been executed better. But, you know, it's not that bad. Jimbo comes out looking very terrifying. And besides the fact that it scared me on impact, this dress, ah, uh, so gorgeous. So, so, so fucking gorgeous. The detailing in this. Now, Jimbo is supposed to be a chess piece. Okay, okay, you get me? She is a chess, chess piece. She's not representing anything else in this look, all right? So with that being said, this looks fucking amazing. Good job, Jimbo. Jimbo did really good this fucking episode. Um, Cheryl comes out and, and no, no, Cheryl, no. I don't know. I don't know. I didn't like this. I didn't like the pieces on it. I just, no. Maybe next week. Um, Juju B. Juju comes out and um, actually Juju broke her zipper for her original dress. And she comes out in this. And this is not that bad, actually. Like, this is still very, very, very cute. It was glistening. I liked it. It wasn't that bad. Panjana comes out and she shuts the fucking house down. She shuts it down and she shows you why she's Panjana Hills. The detailing in this is insane. It's insane. Girl, also the headpiece. I live. I live. I live. I live. After it's all said and done, Pangina and Jimbo end up being our top two of the week, with Lemon and Janie being in the bottom two. You know, after that, they go in the back, they untuck, they converse about their critiques and who's going to get saved and. All that good stuff. Now, the T is Jimbo literally said she was not going to eliminate Lemon. And she literally said, there's no way I'm eliminating Lemon. And the producers were like, you need to give some more mystery. And this Jimbo talked about this at the viewing party for Roscoe's. And it's just so funny because Jimbo is like, I want to say that I'm going to save you, but I can't say that. I have to consider <laughs> the other factors. And it's so funny. And after Jimbo and Lemon do their thing, Pangina and Jamie, it, earlier in the episode, they were having conversation time. And that moment comes back around towards the end of the episode because that bond, I believe that bond is what ended up 
causing Pangina to save Janie and end up eliminating Lemon because Pangina would then go on to whoop ass in that lip sync. That lip sync was great. Also, that song is a bop. That song is a bop. That song is a bop. It's so good. I love the Spice Girls. Jimbo, who is literally a clown, she is so funny. She says to Lemon, as you know, Lemon's walking, exiting because she's been eliminated by Pangina. Jimbo says, I wish I was a better dancer. And it's like, oh man, oh poor Jimbo. So, yeah, that's the end of the Drag Race UK versus the world premiere. That was a lot, all right? I still went through it fast, but you know, it's not as fast as a TikTok video. So I'm glad to have gotten some more details in. Now we're going to take a quick break and we're going to be right back with season 14, episode five. So we have left the international season and we are now back in America. I hope nobody has jet lag or anything like that. So we are on episode five of season 14 and I've really been enjoying season 14. I love this cast. They're so fresh and new and they're very vibrant. This is a very vibrant cast. Like I really like it. So we start off this episode by picking up where we were last week. Alyssa Hunter has sadly been eliminated and to make a long story short, Bosco, Lady Camden, and Carrie Colby, they're all hungry for a win, and they're all hungry to be in the top. So that, at the beginning of the episode, that's going to be an important factor towards the end. Now let's go ahead and talk about the crazy shit in this episode. The biggest gag of this season. Cornbread is gone. What the fuck? I would eat this mic. I would eat this as if my week... As if my week wasn't crazy enough. Cornbread is gone. I get home to watch Drag Race on Friday and Cornbread is gone. She's gone. What the fuck? Oh, I see what's going on here. That is insane. Cornbread gets injured. She hurts her ankle during the acting challenge of last week. And she can no longer compete. You gotta be kidding me. When I tell you... That was one of the most heartbreaking moments in Drag Race history. Because let me tell you something. They struck fucking big time gold with Cornbread. Cornbread was an obvious front runner, an obvious person that would just be great representation for America. And she's funny. She's talented. She can dance. She can give you personality. She just is an all around professional queen. She's so put together. She's so polished. And you just expected her to go so fucking far in this competition. And the fact that she's gone. Ah! Oh, I'm sorry for yelling in your ear. I hope you don't have AirPods in. But it's, it's insane to me. It's very insane. And, and it just hurt. It really hurt to see her go. It really did. And I, I hated that it ended like this. I really hated that it ended like this. However, she will be back. Oh, trust me. This is not the last you've seen of Cornbread, the snack Jate. She will indeed 
be back. So we carry on with the episode and it was very hard, but I know Cornbread would have wanted, you know, the episode to continue on and for it to be a good episode. So it was very hard to just continue on like nothing fucking happened, but we go on and we do the mini challenge because they're setting up teams for their Save a Queen commercials, which is that's the challenge for the week. They're going to the teams are going to all do their own little segments of the commercial. So they do this bump and grind. (laughs) This is so fucking stupid and funny. I love it. They do this bump and grind thing and you have to put the balloon between you and the bent over pit crew person and you have to (laughs) you have to hunch and then pop the balloon. And it's so fucking funny when George just goes up and she does it and George is just like and George is so small that she can't like manage to pop the balloon. And when I tell you, tears running down my face. That was some funny. That was some funny shit. This is a very funny season. Like I love this cast once again. Like that shit was fucking funny. So they break off into their teams, and the purple team consists of George's, Angie, Deja, and Carrie Colby. The green team is Bosco, Lady Camden, and Diabetica. The orange team is Willow Pill, Orion, Maddie, and um, Jasmine, Jasmine Kennedy. Oh, I love me some Jasmine Kennedy. So those are the teams. And the purple team, they get paired up with James Mansfield, who I loved seeing. So happy they brought him back. The orange team gets Tempest DeJour from season seven. Love Tempest. And the green team gets the one and only Ka Moraha. Not Kim Mora. Ka. Mora Hall. Oh, how iconic. This is actually a rare, this is a very good setup for an episode. So, you know, they break off into their teams. They're all working to run through this quickly. Maddie's very good at helping. Tempest Jorah was really helping her group. You know, RuPaul came in and talked to them. You know, they did the, the workroom stuff. I really love getting to know Willow. May I say that? Because the next day when they're all getting ready to you know, do the runway, you get to know a little bit about how Willow deals with her health struggles. And I always want to just cry because she is just so amazing to watch on TV. And honestly, Willow, she makes me want to persevere in my personal life because if somebody can manage through all that and still be that much of a fucking star, then I believe anybody can. Like Willow is so great at what she does and she's a fighter. He's a fighter. Just like Cornbread said, Willow is going to get the job done. So let's go ahead and get ready for this runway. RuPaul looks great. Her drag on season 14 is amazing. Every single week, I believe this is a this has been a really good season for RuPaul. Like, come on, girl. You better drag down. You better drag diggity down. Also, this is the episode with Ava Max. I'm an Ava Max fan, all right? That girl can sing. She can sing. He's one of the best vocalists I've ever heard in my life. So it was very, it was very good that they had her on. So I was excited for that. So we have our queens and they get ready for the runway, which is spring has sprung. The first is George's. George's, this is good. George's looks cute. You know, it's the, I believe butterflies are on it. Yeah, this is nice. Carrie comes after George's. Carrie, this is very, um. They keep wanting Carrie to do this thing to where they're like, oh, don't be pretty. Don't be pretty. 
It's very weird. It's very weird. So you can see that Carrie is trying to listen to the judges. And I like this. I love the flowers of it all. This is very cute. After Carrie, we have Angeria. This was perfect. They critiqued her on the fit of it. No. 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 The fit was perfect. The fit was perfect. I don't know what they mean. This was amazing. This Angie, you didn't need to change a thing. This was great. So Deja Sky comes after that. And um, I'm not crazy about this look. This was okay. You've heard me say that, that word a lot throughout this episode a lot because that's just, it's okay. It's an okay look. After Die, oh, I almost said Daya. After Deja, we have Maddie. And Maddie, I love this. The cloud and the rain drops. This is pretty fucking cool. Like the headpiece, that headpiece was fucking amazing. I don't know who made that, but I liked it. Jasmine Kennedy comes out after Maddie. Now, J- Jasmine, this is great. This is great. Don't let anybody tell you differently. It's in Untucked, they tried it. And Untucked, they really tried it about this outfit. And I love this outfit. Ava Max says she would wear this outfit. And I agree with Ava Max, all right? This outfit is amazing. Good week for Jasmine Kennedy. Also, Orion. Um, Bunny. Bunny. Uh, Bunny Bread. This was... I, uh, Orion, I don't know if I like this. I don't think I like... No. No, I don't like it. Uh-uh. Because after Orion, Willow Pill comes out. And this, this is what I'm talking about. This right here, this is what I mean. When, when you walk the runway and you're supposed to present your grandmont, Willow did this down. She has this cute little prairie house get up on. And then she turns around and it says help on the back of the house in blood. It's so fucking cool. This is, Willow had the best outfit for me, to be honest. This week. Yeah, Willow definitely had a good week for the runway with this this get up. Willow, ooh, ooh, calm down, girl, calm down. Let the girls breathe. After Willow, we have Daya, and Daya. This was pretty cool. I love the butterflies on it. I love the makeup. This is this was good. Good week for Daya on the runway. After Daya, we have Lady Camden, and this was fucking cool as fuck. The tea that came out of the head. I, I thought it was amazing. Lady Camden. I love Lady Camden. I want her to really go far. Like, she at least has to be in the top six, seven. Because I like seeing her on my TV screen. She's such a, a peaceful presence. I love her. After Lady, we have Bosco. And Bosco comes out as a storm. And then she reveals into this beautiful yellow garment. This was cute. This was nice on Bosco. And I, I like the hair. Yeah, it was nice. It was nice. I liked how Tempest, James, and Kamora still got to walk the runway. Tempest looked okay. James looked good. Also, Kamora, you in these dresses. Damn, damn, damn. We were robbed of Kamora Hall runways on season 13 because, girl, you look so good. You look so damn good. You look so good. After the runway, they watch their videos. And to go through this quickly, because this shit, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Also, I forgot to mention how they were working as teams. I skipped over that whole part. It's so 
hard not to laugh whenever they're trying to talk over this music and they're trying to stay on beat. That shit was so funny in the rehearsals. I can't deal. I really can't deal. That shit was so funny. But they do this song infomercial. George's, um, it was offbeat. I don't know if they're doing this on purpose to some of the girls, but that was offbeat. Carrie, Carrie was really on beat. Based on the fact that she was literally on rhythm, Carrie should have been in the top because that was smooth. And Jerry was fucking funny. I, I'm glad she was in the top. She deserved to be in the top once again. It was very, very funny. Deja was okay. Deja was okay this week. And we're going to talk about that later on for the Untucked segment. Deja was okay. Um, <laughs> After Deja, Maddie did her part. And, you know, it was, it was nice. It was decent. She got the job done. It was not bad. Jasmine does her thing. And Jasmine was not as bad as they were trying to make it seem in the rehearsals. Okay. <laughs> Jasmine was not bad. I like Jasmine's part. Orion, no. No. I didn't like her part. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. It needed a little bit more oomph to it. It needed a little bit more oomph. Willow Pill executed very, very greatly. I feel like I would wake up at 3 a.m. Like, you know, when the TV is on extremely loud and you wake up and there's a commercial on TV, you got crust in your eyes and you're just like, what? What's going on? I feel like I would wake up and see Willow Pill on my TV screen because she was giving it down. The hair, the essence of it, she was giving you commercial down. I loved it. I loved it from Willow. I'm surprised she wasn't in the top. Hmm. Interesting. Daya did, Daya actually did pretty good. Like, it was a solid performance. She gave good energy. She did pretty good. Lady Camden, she was nice. Lady Camden ends up being in the top, but I don't know. I really feel like Willow should have been the top. But I'm glad I got to see Lady Camden get critiqued too, because she deserves the world, all right? She deserves the world. I'm glad she was in the top still. So Bosco, the winner. She did, I thought she was very, I could tell that she was doing something different from the others, but I don't know if she was the best overall, but she still did amazing. Like, it's fucking Bosco. Bosco is, like, one of the coolest drag queens that I've seen on this show. Many people might not agree with that, but her branding and just her facial expressions, I love me some Bosco, so, you know, why not? Why not? She ends up winning. So after the critiques, the safe people end up being Carrie Colby, Deja Sky, Maddie Morphosis, um, <laughs> Willow Phil, Daya, and is that all? I believe that might be all the safe queens. Yeah. So let's talk about this Untucked, which was very, very interesting. I don't know who pissed in Deja's coffee. I don't know if it was the editing, because the editing on the Untucked episode was very chop, 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 choppy, choppy, choppy. Look here, facial expression here. Ooh, ah. So it could have been that, but Deja was on one this episode, girl. I was like, what is going on? <laughs> I was like, what the hell is going on? Like, for instance, everybody comes back, you know, the safe girls, they do their kiki, they do their thing, they, they, you know, the yada, yada, the typical. Everyone comes back and Jasmine starts talking about how she's in the bottom three and um, how Ava Max says she liked her garment. So Deja makes comments like, 
are you working on they said some shit like are you working on da 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 and they just like you need to fix it and then they started talking about how Jasmine needs to be painted in a different light and they just like a good one I was like oh hold on hold on hold on Deja Deja was giving me very um auntie on the couch vibes you know the auntie on the couch that you still love her like I love Deja Sky don't get this wrong I love Deja Sky but you know that auntie that just sits on the couch and you're like girl you talk a lot <laughs> nobody nobody is asking for that right now like damn but it was just this episode so it was very weird also Angie is a mood because when they're just like oh you've been on the top every single week and we're ready for you to go home it, but it was just a joke and Angie's like oh <laughs> and then like she makes this little face and it's so funny Angie is a whole mood but this untucked was very weird Deja girl you see this always happens when critiques start flowing throughout the season and certain girls start being safe you're not supposed to get triggered by it alright that's the thing that's the game you're not supposed to get triggered by it Look at Rosé from last season. You're supposed to keep your cool. And then maybe the winds will start flowing in as they notice that you're not getting triggered by the fact that you feel, you know, overlooked at that point in time. But this Untucked was very catty. It was very crazy. Also, Daya, Daya girl, calm down. Calm down. I love Diabetica. But still, I know y'all want to be in the top really bad. But woof, woof, shall. They also talk about cornbread, which is, it's just nice too that they mentioned that cornbread was so important to everyone in the cast and she was such a good person. It sounds like she died, but, you know, it's, she doesn't get to compete in this season. This was supposed to be, this was supposed to be her moment with her sisters in this cast. So it really is fucked up. And I'm glad that they talked about it. And Untucked, at the beginning of the Untucked, we get to see Cornbread make her exit. And it was just so funny because she's like, my ankle, (laughs) my ankle. And it's like giving, paying homage to the Miss Vanjie thing. So Cornbread, just great fucking TV. Great fucking TV. After Untucked, we get this iconic lip sync between Georges and Orion's story, who end up being in the bottom two. I love this fucking song. My Head and My Heart by Ava Max. I told you I'm a stand. I told you I'm a stand. I loved it. I love this lip sync. I love this song. George just literally made, makes me shed tears when she performs. This bitch can just get down. She can get down. Whoa. But yeah. Orion ends up going home, obviously, in... That is the end of episode five. So I hope you guys enjoyed this bonus episode. I had fun. This has been a really good week for Drag Race. And we have Drag Race Fridays and Drag Race Tuesdays now. So be sure to follow me on my TikTok at Zach Iconic. That's all it is, at Zach Iconic, where that's where you get all the Drag Race tea you want to get for the rest of your life. Also, for more So Far So Hood, you can subscribe to this podcast. Be sure to give me a rating on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. You can follow my Insta at Zach underscore Iconic underscore Thomas. Also, the show Instagram is So Far So, is so, far so Hood Show. Now, if you have any questions 
for me or anything you want to say to me, please DM me on my Instagram or on my TikTok because I will always try to get back to you. And yeah, stay lovely. Next week is a whole new week of Drag Race. So yeah, we'll be talking about it on TikTok, child. So you already know. Everybody stay safe and check out some more episodes because this podcast is fucking amazing. This is an amazing podcast. So you should stay and watch some more. I mean, not watch. Listen to some more podcasts. So yeah, thank you so much for listening. I love you and stay safe.